Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. In 2012, Missy Heilman had a vision to create a program that would build the self-esteem of adolescent girls through empowerment of self and service to others. Out of this dream, Bio Girls was born. In just eight years, Missy's leadership has helped Bio Girls grow from a single program impacting 32 girls to more than 50 locations serving thousands of girls each year. The first thing I want is, uh, Missy, is for you to take us back, if you would, to 2012. And I'm wondering what the stimulation was that led to this dream of this program, like BioGirls. Sure. 2012 seems so long ago now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, okay, wait. <laughs> uh, so I... Uh, I was looking for a way to give back and I had actually reached out to a couple of organizations in Fargo where I live and never heard back. And, you know, now being on this side of the fence, you know, running a nonprofit, I, I still think that is somewhat crazy because when we have people who are raising their hand, willing to be a volunteer, um, we are definitely in contact with them as soon as possible. Um, but anyway, I, I started thinking about how I really wanted to give back to the community. And I grew up in a, in a great home, you know, great loving parents who were positive role models for me. But as I started thinking about my life and, uh, you know, how I got to where I was, it dawned on me that there were some really important mentors in my life who helped shape who I was, helped um, kind of guide my path and open and helped open a lot of doors for me. And so I was looking for a way that I could be a mentor like that for someone else. And when I didn't hear back from those volunteer organizations, I started thinking, well, how can I do this myself? Um, I've always been a go-getter and um, yeah, a risk taker. So I just started dreaming up this concept, um, which combined mentoring and then my love of running. I've been a lifelong runner. And running for me has opened a lot of doors. Um, I was a, a collegiate athlete on a scholarship and then earned a postgraduate scholarship scholarship as a result of my um, performance in college. But then on top of that, just, you know, met some of my very best friends through my experience in running. And still to this day, um, I ran this morning with my friend Lisa. And, you know, I always joke, we rarely see each other out of running clothes and ponytails. Uh, but we probably share more via running than we ever would in any other venue. So um, I wanted to look at, you know, how I could combine my love of running and not in a competitive aspect, but in a way that helped girls, um, you know, relieve some stress and anxiety, um, clear their heads, meet other people, and really accomplish big goals. And so those were really the, the driving forces behind my vision. But then I also was a mom at the time of two little girls, and now three, and just saw the social pressures that girls today face. Um, you know, for every girl, no matter what generation you grew up in, there was always and will always continue to be these unrealistic expectations. But with social media, God, those those expectations and the pressures of perfection are just compounded. Right. I am I am constantly 
so grateful that I uh, am a child of the of from 1975. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So I I just had this vision of a, a group where girls could come and just be themselves without worrying about these expectations and comparison and having to be the best at, you know, what they were doing, just be a place where it was a refuge from all of that. And so that's really how bio girls was born. Mm-hmm. What does bio girls stand for? Bio girls stands for beautiful inside and out. Oh, I love that. So I'm wondering, you know, Fargo is a, uh, Okay, people wouldn't know this, but I lived in Fargo for 10 years, and when we think of Fargo, we think of cold, right? Snow, all of that. But Fargo has this amazing marathon every May, and it's just grown to these, you know, huge, huge proportions. So do you feel like since 2012 up to now, at you know, almost 2020, that that you're finding a more receptive audience in the Fargo area because of that marathon? So let me answer this in a very, um, uh, not a very straight way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So back in the early years of bio girls, um, you know, we've grown a lot in grown up a lot in the last eight years. Uh, You know, back in the early days, we were perceived as a running club. And I can understand why. And that's because running is the visible part about what we do. Um, Last year at the Fargo Marathon 5K, we had 400 bio girls running along with all of the mentors in the program. And it's great awareness for us. Uh, But bio girls is so much more than running. And I think now people are... I think we've crossed that threshold and people are understanding that bio girls is not running. We use running or physical activity as a way to reinforce the life skills that we are um, teaching the girls and allowing them to practice. And that, you know, it's more about building self-esteem than it is about crossing a finish line. Now crossing the finish line is a really important part about what we do and that in itself builds confidence like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I think you're a runner, right, Nicole? (laughs) I try. (laughs) Right. But you are a runner, right? Anybody who crosses that finish line has accomplished the same thing. doesn't matter how fast or slow. You've still done it. And then that's what the girls discover. So to answer your question, I don't think it has anything. I, I don't think the growth of our program has anything to do with the growth of the Fargo Marathon. The Fargo Marathon has provided us great awareness in the community and actually around the the country because people come from all over to run and they say, well, who are all these little girls in these white shirts? Like what is bio girls? And so it's great awareness for us that way. Um, but, but I just have to reiterate that we're not just a running club. In fact, I was just going to mention that this next year in 2020, we are introducing new program types. So instead of running, we are going to have a bio girls yoga um, bio girls CrossFit and actually in session right now is bio girls dance. Ah, okay. So you're going to continue to have that sort of physical movement, mm-hmm. but along with that, you have, um, a, a component that, and I can see how the movement builds the self-esteem, but you also have a component of, of service in there of some sort, right? Absolutely. So, you know, your, 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 platform is all about kindness. And that is a big part about what we do as well. So there's two parts to it. 
practicing self-kindness as well as showing kindness to others. Um, And so the service work, well, it actually would fit into both categories, right? When you give back to others, it comes back to you in so many ways and builds your character and your self-esteem. But each location that we have in this past year, we had 32 locations. Um, Each of those locations picks a service project to participate in. Um, So we're, we're the hands and feet of Jesus. We're out there working in our communities. Um, Some really cool examples would be, Uh, One of our sites created care packages for kids in Sanford Children's Hospital here in Fargo. Um, Another site uh, created birthday bags for the emergency food pantry so that kids, low-income kids in our community could have a birthday cake on their birthday. Um, Other sites have made blankets for Pink It Forward or Project Linus, two other nonprofits in town. We've had yard cleaning I mean, one I thought was so creative in a small community out in Western North Dakota, uh, the BioGirls participants went to the nursing home and gave the residents pedicures. Oh. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Uh, so, you know, this past year, Nicole, we had over a thousand BioGirls out serving others. So it's a pretty wow. big impact. Wow. So is the, I mean, you've done tremendous, you've had tremendous growth over the past eight, nine years, but is the program set up to continue to grow? Because, you know, when you start a nonprofit, it's kind of like learn as you go. So, so have you been able to really turn that corner and say, okay, here's how we grow. Here's how other people can implement our program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was interesting back in 2013, the first year of the first, very first program, uh, I I look back on it with fondness. Um, It was myself and a teacher, a counselor, and just some of my friends um, serving as mentors. And after each session, we'd say, what should we talk about next week? So it was very much shoot from the hip and Mm -hmm. just figure out what what we thought the girls needed to learn. Um, And even in that capacity, we were highly successful in terms of people raving about the program so much so that um, an aunt of one of our participants who lived in Fergus Falls reached out and said, I need to bring this to Fergus Falls. Can, can I? <laughs> and at the time, I was still working full time and had a newborn baby. Actually, I think I was very pregnant, so not quite a newborn yet, um, with, with, very pregnant with my third and had nothing documented. But I knew that if... I knew that this was maybe the opportunity um, that I had envisioned of bio girls growing and expanding and scaling. And so without, without anything ready, I said, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so that, that kind of forced my hand in, in getting things documented, processed, processes defined. And of course that's always being refined over the years. Um, And it was about, uh, two and a half years ago that I left my full-time job and was able to make BioGirls um, my career, um, which I pinch myself every morning being able to uh, wake up and come here for work. Um, but we now have a, um, a very strong board of directors that's helping us um, shape what the future looks like. 
and um, you know the growth plans are in place. So we anticipate this next year we will have 55 locations in five states, um, and we're going to focus at least for 2020 on those five states and not adding others yet. So it's North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Iowa, and Wisconsin. But that I mean that'll be double or double our uh, participant number again next year. So we'll we'll reach probably about. 2,200 girls next year alone. Wow. So, okay. The, the girls you're targeting are between second grade and sixth grade. Why not middle schoolers? We get that question. I I wish I could um, charge everyone who asked that question five bucks. (laughs) I never have to go fundraise again. (laughs) Never mind. I revoke my question. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the answer to that, well, that question is, is very valid. But here's the thing. So research shows that self esteem is highest in girls in third grade around age eight. And then plummets to a low in sixth grade at age 11 or 12. So think about that. That's, that's little. That's young. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while the middle school years have the reputation of being the quote-unquote hard years, we are actually working with the girls during this vital point of development where traditionally their self-esteem is just plummeting. Mm-hmm. And so we're working with them to help maintain that healthy self-esteem, plus learn valuable skills that maybe they won't use during the 12 weeks of the program, but having practiced them, they can reference back to that and use it as they continue to grow. Well, that I feel like you you kind of are stepping into my my next thought on that, which is, you know, I, I'm one I I'm wondering if you can see real change happen in the girls, or is this like the first seed that will grow. And it sounds to me like you're saying maybe both. Absolutely. So, you know, we're not the answer. We're not the only answer. Um, We are a touch point in the the lives of these girls, but we are seeing real change. Um, We have partnered with the University of Minnesota Crookston, as well as Concordia College, on doing formal research to evaluate the outcome, the intended outcome, which is an increase in self-esteem in our participants. And we've we've run the study the last two years. In both years, we have seen a significant increase in self-esteem and other quality of life indicators in our program participants. And so that is validated, you know, using a validated tool, um, research-based um, evidence that our program works. But you can ask any of our volunteer site directors who are leading the 32 locations we had this past year, and they will all have success stories of, um, you know, growth in these girls and seeing the difference from week one to week 12 and how much they have grown, how much confidence they've gained. In addition, we solicit feedback from parents um, via a satisfaction survey at the end of every season and the parents see such growth in the girls as well. So, you know, bio girls, while it's really fun and it is, you know, the activity of choice for many girls, we take it very seriously and um, we see it as a need to have, not a nice to have, um, and are constantly working to optimize the program so that 
we can t- continue to see the results that we do. Yeah, I can I can see that this is the real deal. This is not you guys playing around, um, you know, and that's that's it's really exciting. It's really motivating. What about the heart behind it? Missy, have you seen a change in any girls that leads you to remain convicted that what you're doing is important to, to even just one girl? Absolutely. Um, you know, a nonprofit is a business. The only difference is that at the end of the year, any extra funds don't go to the shareholders' pockets. It goes right back to the mission. And so there are some things that are not fun about running a nonprofit organization, just like a for-profit organization. My favorite time of the year is February when we start the site that I continue to run on a volunteer basis. The one I started back in 2013, uh, because I get to be in the presence of these girls and see their stories. Uh, Last year at our annual fundraising gala, one of our bio girls was brave enough to get up in front of 400 people and share her story. And I knew Gabby for four years. She participated for four years. So I knew she liked bio girls, but I really did not understand the impact that it had on her life. Um, You know, she's a kid who is involved in lots of different things, has great parents, yet she was struggling because this girl who she considered her best friend was bullying her and in, in not in a physical way, but in a, like a relational bullying way. She would, you know, make comments to Gabby that made her feel like um, she should change something about herself or maybe she did something wrong or wasn't wearing the right clothes. Um, so she really made Gabby second guess herself in everything that she was doing. Gabby was sharing this at our event and said she started bio girls that year and quickly realized that her friend was not a true friend. And this realization came as a result of her relationship with her mentor, as well as how accepting and encouraging her her bio girls group group was, you know, these new friends that she had made. And so it's stories like that. I mean, that's a scenario that probably 90% of girls will have to deal with at some point in their life. I mean, as adults, we still still deal with stuff like that. Um, But Gabby shared that because of bio girls, she was able to get through that situation and know that she didn't have to change herself. Um, So it's stories like that that keep me going every day. Missy, thank you for that beautiful story. Thank you for this beautiful mission of reminding girls that they're beautiful inside and out. I am excited to check back in with you in another year or two and hear that you have gone uh, all over the nation and then global because this is this is you know a needed thing for our for our adolescent girls. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Well, thank you for allowing me to share our mission and thank you for all you do in spreading kindness. That was a conversation with Missy Heilman, Executive Director of BioGirls. Learn more about the program at biogirls.org. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. 
We hope you'll subscribe to the Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. 